Mask Radio Influence. Podcasting redefined. I'm going to need you to stop thinking that you're going to become like a meme or something with that cup. I know that you're you got to get a, a nice freeze, a nice frame, and, and then one day you're a meme or and he's gone missing and I want to keep his memory alive as he should be because he don't really know as much as we thought he knew no you know what he knows he knows you know what don't even start don't I was in a good mood really yeah, because we, we're here. We're here. I don't. I don't even like. I know Jason. Just like, let me just start the tape rolling because he'll probably be like, "I think they're here," because he just moves himself and then he just kind of like, "I think they're here." So, so we are here. <laughs> yes, we are. We are um, trying to be in a good mood. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm. I'm in. A, it's been a. It's been a week, Brittany. I haven't. I've talked to you like off and on, but these last seventy-two hours, um, for your boy DJ Eakin, let me just tell you, it, it's been something. It, it's been, been. You've been I've seeing. Been, I've been wanting to see everything. There's a lot going on, a lot of layers, a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Um, well, first of all, let's welcome everybody to another episode of the DJ Aiken Podcast. And of course, I, I don't move in this podcast space without the lovely Miss uh, Brittany Gonzalez. And um, first off, before I even get into this story that I, you know, I, I feel like with all that's going on this week, Brittany, that it's only right that I give that I peel back the layers of how I got here. You know what I'm saying? Because um, that that to me is an, is important because just to put into context, you know how we got here. But I would like to know like how you're doing. Um, how are you? Uh, you know, honestly, I haven't been good. It's been t- a lot of sadness in this freaking world. Okay, there's been a, a lot of uh, injustice, and it's been on Twitter. It's been really bad. Okay, I, I need to stay off of it for a little bit because it's just making me angry. And you know, I don't wow. like to be like that. Yeah, I got a lot. I got a lot of strong emotions. It's been very hard to be nice to my like not to people, just just happy. Anyway, so I listened to some relaxing music, and I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. And you got your Dr. Fauci cup. I got my, got my doctor with me. That's comforting. So I, I do feel better. Just out of curiosity before I, and this is totally just, is, is that, is, is Dr. Fauci the kind of like older guy that could ask you on a date and you might consider going? Because of his mind? Hell yes. Like if he talks about smart stuff, I'm so turned on. So he couldn't just yeah. walk up to you in a bar and his first thing he'd be like, would you like to go out? You, 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 no. you would have to, you would have to have saw him. Like you've seen him on TV now. So now <laughs> if Dr. Fauci like right. ran into you and was like, would you like to have dinner? You would have dinner. I would definitely do dinner with Dr. Fauci. And yeah, who knows where the night goes? I have a man. I can't do that. Anyway, um, go on. Let, so, let, let's let's begin to peel back the layers of of this week in Tampa. And and for those of that are new joining us, Brittany and I are in this space. We're both in Florida. Brittany spends time up here in Tampa. Sometimes I spend some time in Fort Myers. But on the norm, Brittany's in Fort Myers. I'm in Tampa. So she doesn't know everything that happened this week either here in Tampa. And yeah. Brittany, the, the main focus of the news this week here in Tampa was a uh, we have. I would say probably, and you know, just I'm like I said, I'm not in the in the business of cancel culture. I'm not in the business of not giving you your props when you got them. So I would say in the upper echelon of of a uh, of a uh, service industry groups, Nocturnal was was one of those groups. Nocturnal, it's Nocturnal Hospitality Group, I think that's what they're called, and they're ran by two guys at the top. Um, uh, one of the guys' name is Franco, and the other name is uh is Dave, Dave Anderson, I think Dave's last name is, and. There, you know, I from what I know, and like I said again, no, I'm nice telling. Owners. 
Well, yeah, okay. Well, they started out from what I from what I understand. The history is they went to they went to Frank Franco, from what I understand, who's the main character of this whole thing. He came from Italy. And then he wound up being here since he was like 17. I'm guessing he's like maybe early 30s now. I don't that part. I don't know for sure. But right. they did. He did start out in the promotional stuff. From what I understand, he went to the University of Tampa. And yes, they own a nightclub, which is probably I would also say top top three clubs in the city right now. It's called um, uh, Franklin Manor. Mm-hmm. And they also have and they also have their hands in in a couple of other things like a restaurant that they are partnered with a celebrity chef who, of course, his name escapes me right now. Um, the restaurant's called Asteria, mm-hmm. and that's a nice Italian restaurant, which happens to be across from the Franklin Manor thing. And then recently they opened up another restaurant, which is in that same area of downtown, but, you know, maybe down the street, like a mile called us, um, uh, Mol e Abulo, something like that. But it's a, it's a, a sushi type, um, a Mexican type, whatever, a Mexican type restaurant from what I understand. But, uh-huh. but. You know, for for lack of a better term, he's got his hands in a few things, and they were about to open, from what I understand, another restaurant. Right. Now, okay. That's that's where the story is. Now, before all of that, let me let me back up because because him and I took a turn this week, but I want to give people some history because part of the things that have been hap- that people have been asking me, and I told them I would wait to tell the story because I wanted to tell it to you and to everybody who rocks with us on this podcast. Franco, I don't have any beef with Franco. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I never had any beef, and my dealings have been this. Um, my guy DJ Deacon was has been a DJ there, was a DJ there for a long time. He's probably one of the first DJs that when they got the club, he was one of the guys there. So mm-hmm. Deacon, Deacon would call me periodically to fill in for him on Saturday night. I would go fill in. It's a, it was to me, it was to me, it was just, it was a pretty cool club. It was a, like it was a one of the cool. It, it was, it was set up nice. The, the atmosphere was cool, indoor, outdoor type spot. I never not got paid on time and Deacon, I would just fill in for Deacon from time to time. That was pretty much the extent of my dealings with him. I would see Franco in the room or whatever, he'd speak or whatever, but never no real talk. I think the partner yeah. Dave, the partner Dave, I would talk to more because Dave would make sure that by me being like a guest DJ, anything I needed was okay. Tell me where my tab was, make sure I was hooked up, right? Everything was straight, and boom, we go. Mm-hmm. No, 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 there's no more to the story there. Then uh, I want to say it was last year or maybe maybe it might be a year and a half. I, I don't know. Give it a year. They they decide to do a little revamping and they start a new Saturday night that's going to have my guy, my also one of my brothers here. His name is DJ Koo. Um, Koo and I have done various things together. Most notably, we were like the Saturday night party at Drink. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. Koo's like my guy, like like my guy. And it was me. Me, it was the, the feature of the night was me, him and Joey Franchise with them two DJing and me hosting the party. Now. Again, the nights were fine. I think I should note in this, though, in this deal, because I was telling Koo that, like, um, I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing soon because I could always pick up a Saturday night. I had just been off for a minute. So I was like, cool, I like being off. I'll do this. Yeah. Budget. The budget was lower than my normal price for hosting anything. But I told Koo on the strength of you, I'm in. So right. the, party, the party started. And I would see Franco more in those nights because – we started to get the Saturday night really kind of popping, you know what I'm saying? And then I got the microphone. I'm the center with Koo and Joey. We rocking, you know, we're, we're in the middle of it. It's a party. Um, now, this is where probably my most, most, my biggest of dealings with Franco has ever come. There comes a Saturday that I'm in talks with with Bud Light about starting to do some endorsement stuff with them. And I'm and I'm starting to t- jump around in my mind that I'm about to probably make a move. The discounted rate is cool, but I'm probably about to, you know, make a move. So yeah. uh, my guy, Oyton, who works for Pepin Distribution up here, who which who which handles the, the Bud Light stuff up here. Um, 
they're about to start this campaign called Rock, Paper, Scissors. And pretty much it's a bar-to-bar campaign where it's pretty much just Rock, Paper, Scissors. And they're talking to me about being a host. And you're playing ultimately where the winner's going to wind up going to Fort Lauderdale and could wind up on this whole other thing. But it was a big Oh, beat. that's cute. Right. Yeah, it, it, I it, like that. Cool. Right. So we planned this meeting and – we planned this meeting, and Oyton also is very good friends with Franco. So it's a whole mix of things here. We planned this meeting to meet during the day on a Saturday at Franklin Manor. So the meeting is supposed to start at 2 o'clock. The meeting mm-hmm. starts at 2 o'clock. But, of course, you know how these meetings can go. One shot, two shot, three shots, four. Yeah. Uh, there's, other, there's other drinks, right? Then I wind up, Brittany, on a complete pub crawl, hosting a pub crawl. <laughs> Didn't notice. This is how the day winds up. Great day, though. Great day. Yeah. I got it on video. It's been on my Instagram. Great day with the Peppin' Dudes and, and Bud Light, right? Now, this is where it turns. I go, wait, man, I got to work tonight. I'm out. I get in an Uber. I go home. Right. I set my clock for what I thought was p.m., but Ooh. I set it for a.m. Yeah. Yeah. When I wake up again. The club it's is the next day. Like, it, yeah. uh, it's the like, next day. Right. It's like four in the morning. Now, uh, that, that right there sparks probably my first real dealings with Franco because I've only really dealt with Koo of making the deal and this sort of thing. So Koo texts me. Like I said, I wake up at like four in the morning. I'm like, oh, damn. I didn't miss work. <laughs> now, if you know me and you do and you know my rep, I don't miss work. I just, yeah, I just don't. I it, literally, that is the unicorn. That, right, right. One, that's your one. That's yep. it. There were a couple of strange things about the whole thing. For one, Coop was out of town. I didn't get a text from Joey Franchise to see if I was alive. Whatever. I don't. He's. I, he's. I'm not his responsibility. So he did the night. Whatever. I. Whatever. I did. For that's neither human, here nor there. Right. 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 Go on. I didn't. I didn't get a text or call from anybody else. But anyway, like. But it's still. I put. It's my fault or whatever. So at like four in the morning, like. Who does text me? Or, but he's like, yo, you good? I'm like, bro, I miss work. And he's like, yeah, I know, man. He's like, Franco's pissed. Now, he, we're texting back and forth. So Kugo, <laughs> he sends me a screenshot of what Franco says. And what Franco basically says is, man, he can miss work tonight. Got too lit today. Not cool. And then he says, basically, um, uh, we'll just we'll just start to do the night with you and you and you and uh, you and franchise. Like basically, like he doesn't want me in the night anymore. My only beef with that was this. Franco and I told Ku this in the very next text. Uh-huh. They had paid me late on three separate occasions. Uh-huh. And there, and there was none of that energy. Right. There was, none right. Of that, there was none of that, oh, man, this sucks. And that, if you, if you know me, I'm not that DJ. Like, I'm the DJ that be like, hey, bro, let's keep the same energy both ways because I do business. If I mess up, I'm not asking for your money. But right. when you mess up, keep that same energy. Exactly. And that was when I realized that that's how the energy moves. You understand what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I said, not once, not twice, but on three separate occasions, right. I had been paid late from Franklin Man. And, were, and had, you were cool with it for the most part. Because I didn't necessarily were, need the money. It was a discounted rate, first of all. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it wasn't like it was no money that was it paid an electric bill, maybe. It wasn't like it was no money. I was like, oh my God, I, if I don't get this money, my car right. is not getting it. It was right. nothing like, like that. Right. Right. So since then, it's just been. You know, if I go by there and see Koo, I've been in there to see Koo on a night he's working. If I was off, I, you know, I've been there to hang out sometimes. There's nothing. If I see Franco, we don't necessarily speak. Eh, but, you know, if I see him and we make eye contact, I might hit him with this and he might hit me with that. Yeah, but it ain't no, cordial. it ain't no real yeah, feeling. Y'all are cordial. Right. right. Fast forward. You know, I've seen a few things online. You know, he talks, that talks. Fast forward to how we got to this week. 
What happens first, and you may have heard this story because this is what really was big when it came to the news and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. There was a, there's a, there's a lady, a chick on Instagram, something in the body. She's got a pretty decent following, like, like might be like a hundred thousand followers. Yeah. Decent, yeah that's pretty decent following. She made a post or something that had to do with the protesters, whatever, and whatever, whatever, what was going on. And he went on her post and said, I'd kill them all or shoot them all or something to that effect. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, when I saw that, I was like, damn, dude, like, like, you know, and, and, and here's, here's my logic on that. My logic on that is I watched a black man get killed on TV. I watched him get murdered by a cop. And not once did I think to go on any of my platforms and say, kill every cop. Right. Nobody is saying that. Exactly. And because every cop's not bad for one. And then two, it's just kind of irresponsible in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So. Of course it is. Oh, my God. What are you encouraging murder? Exactly. You're encouraging that violence. But go on. Go on. Exactly. So that's that's how I first got involved, because. What I've decided, and I've talked to you about this, that no longer in 2020 with my voice am I going to see something that's blatantly, like, blatantly, like, wrong or disrespectful to people that look like me, and I'm going to think that it's okay. I'm just not. I'm going to speak up on it one way or the other, whether whether if I see you, I'm going to say something to you because I will. And again, it's going to be respectful, though. I'm not coming at you like, yo, you you know what the, you know what the, it's not that. It's like, yo, man, like, you, are you sure that you, and, and, and in her post, she was like, I've given him a chance to retract this statement. I've given him a chance to explain what he's saying, that sort of thing. So, so she I wasn't kinda, even about it. The girls, the she, girl well, herself the one thing, was like. The one, the one thing she did say that I distinctly remember was she was like, I'm tired of people coming on my platforms to think they can say anything that they want to. And it's OK because it's not. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why she kind of put him, I guess, if you could say she put him on blast, per se. You right, right, right. OK. I, I took it from there and I was like wow, like you guys been blowing this dude up. Like he's the, you know, like does such great things for the city. But in this very city, he's talking about kill them all. And 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 my thing about the protesters is this. I don't for one condone the looting and stuff that's no, going on. No, none don't. of that. But I will say this. I think a lot of these people, they don't know what to do. They just want to do something. Yes, yes. You understand what I'm saying? They just want to mm-hmm. do something. So we have to, to me, we have to, we have to, we owe this to them have some compassion and step back and go, look, how can I help them get what they have to say out without it getting worse and let them know, dude, this window breaking, whoever is responsible for that, that ain't, that ain't the cool part. Um, the no. rock throwing, that ain't the cool part. If you want to protest, let's get your word out there. Let's get, let's get to a place where we can get some legislation happening. Let's get to a place where we can make some real change. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I just don't think that they all know how to dig it out. And then you got all no. these things that are mixed in. You got the looting, got all these things. And so we kind of got a lot of confusion, but I do, what I definitely don't think is right is to put out a message saying, let's shoot them all. Right. And that's where Never. I jumped in. So so basically I just took the screenshot and I and 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 again, full transparency, I'm gonna admit this. It wasn't really like I was giving a shot at him. It was kind of giving a shot, I think, at the people who think who were saying how great he was. Because mm-hmm. my post was like, Is this your king? Like the Black right. Panther thing. Is this your king? Is this, <laughs> is, this, is this the guy that you put on such pedestal and he's talking about the very people in this city who probably support his business in one form or another? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Shoot them all, right? And I and I just and I left it at that. Now, 
again, I promise full transparency. And I have only told this story to a couple of people because next the next part is where it really, 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 really took a turn. Oof. I think I let that message go. And maybe, maybe 10 or 15 minutes went by. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sitting and I'm watching TV. And again, like, I let the message go on Facebook, by the way, not even on my Instagram, on Facebook, by the way. And um, I let it go. And my phone beeps like 10 or 15 minutes later. Uh-huh. And it's like, and it's like, yo. And I was like, so now I didn't know who it was. And it is somebody that I hold in high regard, somebody uh-huh. that, I, that I trust. And the next thing was, you want to see something. Uh Oh, and I was like, and I was like, Yep. Nice. Yeah, of yeah. course. Show me. First of all, yes. It's like, um, I'm gonna tell you something. Never mind. No, now you gotta tell me. We don't do that. <laughs> right, right. Go on. I was like, yep. And I I didn't even know what it might be. And then I get these text messages, these screenshots. And the screenshots turn out to be, in my opinion, what Franco really thinks of people that look like me. Mm-hmm. Because the screenshots went so far as to to um to say things and give me, give me one second, because I haven't, what I did was, uh-huh. and, and again, you probably saw this. I released one on Instagram. I mean, on, 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 uh, on Facebook the next day. And again, I'm, I'm kind of stumbling because I'm trying to find the, uh, the, I want to make sure that I, you know, I, uh, I think I right. should give you some of these things of how they actually went. Right. So, so I, um, I, um, I released a text message the next that when I got them, I was like, Oh, and here's the even, even, even crazier part, Brittany. Hmm. After the text messages got to me, all that was said to me was good night. That's all that was said to me was good night. Really? Okay. Because I think here's, and here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. Honestly, Brittany, the person that gave them to me, the person that gave them to me, they know me like uh-huh. they know me. They, they didn't know what I would do with them. Right. So they but, sent you screenshots. Of, of stuff that he said in text. Right, right. that he was saying in text and pretty and much the AMs, And DMs, not on like on the comment section. But these were text messages too. And again, the other person in the text messages is DA, which we're assuming, I'm assuming is his partner. Mm-hmm. David David Anderson, right? And, and, yeah. and now I had them. And as I read through them, I was just like, damn. And if you know me, if you know me, if you've ever spoken to me since I've been doing this club shit, if you've ever spoken to me, you know, no promoter will tell you different. No DJ will tell you different. There are certain things I do not do. Mm-hmm. You will never, you will never, you will never. And again, let me say it to you so that it's understood. There ain't no, there ain't no, there ain't no, maybe it happened. There ain't, you will never stand in front of me and think that it's okay to call me nigger, to say the word nigger, E-R in A with an A at the end, mm-hmm. N-I-G, none of it. And excuse my, how, how I'm getting with it. It's never been okay. Right. Also, I have told people in this city time and time again, because way back when I was working on 95.7 to beat, we used to get text messages going, Eakin and my boy Stu, who was like doing afternoons, you guys ought to talk about this club. And we would always tell them, you talk to them. And you know how you talk to them? If they don't want you, don't give them your money. Yeah. Why, yep. do, you, why do you keep, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't keep it's going so to true. a place. A place will let you know if they want you. You know how they want you? They'll know if they, if they want you. There was a club that opened up here years ago. It became Asia. When it first opened up, it was called Epic. 
And this is uh-huh. not something I'm telling you I hear. This is something I know. Right. They had they had a black guy working the line. He was my complexion. He would literally walk by darker complexion sisters and pick out lighter complexion women like yourself and bring them. And that is so real, Ekin. That's not just there. That is everywhere. That's a very real thing. Yes, go on. Right. Now, as we get into this, the, the, the peeling back the layers of this, if you know that that is happening, why are you in that line? You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Why are you in that yes. line? Get out of that line. You know how you, you hurt a lot of these businesses? You don't got to. If you just stop going and giving them money, they hurt. Yep. They <laughs> are hurt. Period. Point. Blank. So I have never, that's, that's been my stance on everything. People know me. It's, if I get into stuff, I tell people this also, I want to be in the business of DJ Eakin. So if I, most places that I'm at, I am somewhere in the business. I I am not normally just DJ get out. It's like, yo, I'm in a meeting with them. I understand where we're trying to go in the marketing, some kind of way I'm in that. Mm -hmm. You got your hands in it for sure. You care about it. Yes. Exactly. And I fight for my culture. You understand yeah, what I'm saying? You, you have to. When you when you when you have these places, right? And again, what what when I got the messages and 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 let me let me maybe I should stop here and just give you what I was reading. Yes, yes, yes. Let's hear the messages. Here here's the here's the one that I first released on on Instagram. I mean on on Facebook. This is him writing. And again, let me let me go back to to the person that gave them to me. I hold them in super duper high regard. So I wasn't right. worried about whether they were real messages. Very authentic. I, You're not questioning I it. They were, I knew they were authentic. Now, this is the first one that I got. I personally, this is Frank, this is Franco talking. I personally don't like the faggot or no one from that group. But at same, t- at same time token, I don't spit away any money. Except niggers. All those fuckboys thought were Always too cool to even reply me and David when we were raising capital legit, almost laughed in our face. So fuck them. But, yeah, I'll take their money. Just not on the day where the mayor or Vinick is coming. So basically, yeah. So basically what you're saying to me is you'll take my money. Yep. But on a day that the mayor might be coming because you want your club to look a certain way, you don't want Mm -hmm. too many of us in here. So, hey, not that many. Now. Mm -hmm. Now. Here, here, here was another one. I mean, right there, I'm already like, that's like one of, that's the worst thing you could ever say and think. And the, the, the fact that you think that, but go on, there's more. Great. Here was another one that I released on. And again, these are messages that I'm, that I'm, Brittany, I'm 98.6275 are legit. Uh, uh, anything could be off, but that's how legit, sure legit that I am, that they're legit. You understand? Right. This one right here. He must have been getting a message from someone either that someone is dating or he's dating because the, it starts with babe and what what this person saw outside. And it really got me because it's like, obviously, everyone that he talks to in this circle talks like this because the message that he's mm-hmm. got at first is like, babe, I just saw a guy load a gun and put it in his pocket. He was parked in front of us and he asked if it was fun and what the cover was to get in to Franklin Manor. Two black dudes who walked in. Woke up to that text from the girlfriend. I wasn't uh, I wasn't there. So I'm guessing somebody got a text to their, from their girlfriend and they're letting him know. He goes, what the fuck, huh? Then the person writes back to him, guess some nicks went in Franklin, Frank, Franklin Manor with a loaded gun. He writes back, what the fuck? The person writes back, not sure what you can do, but a shooting at your bar would be the most catastrophic thing ever. 
Now he writes, because he, he shot somebody that screenshot. Now he actually writes, this is no bono at all. We need those cops till three. And I saw some nigs last night I didn't like. <sighs> Tonight they need to get super more strict on dress code with nigs. So I'm reading these things, Brittany, and I'm just like, yeah. damn, like, I, I know the ratio of that club. We're at least 60, 70% of the income of that club. And wow. I ain't talking about small money. This is a bottle club. So we yeah. buy since we buying bottles. We doing all of that in this building. Mm-hmm. So what you're basically telling me is you're okay to let me walk by and, and take my money. You may even speak to me and say, hey, man, thanks for being here. But in the very next thing, you're on your, you're on your phone, though, telling people, Hey man, not too many niggas. Not too many niggas. You know what I'm saying? Now. Oh my God. That literally it makes me cringe. Go on, Egan. Here's another one. And I didn't even let this one go. Because I told them that I had at least five. Here's another one. Just need the fucking cops in front for fuck's sake. I know niggas are dumb, but when they see two officers in front, I mean fuck. Oh my God. Yeah, no, he's everything. All his businesses need to be unsupported ASAP. Like, like, I don't even care. Those things were said. I don't care what what happened. I don't like you said, the guy brought a gun. That's not okay. You don't bring a gun. You still don't say it like that. You just say, hey, this dude brought a gun. Make sure we're safe. That's what you do because it's a person. But no, you pointed it out. You use that N word. You didn't use it in a, and you didn't even use it in like like when it is kind of when some people throw it around with their friends. Like, no, no, you meant that as like a, a racial slur. You meant to to use that word. Go on. Let me give you one more, and then then I'll, then I'll move to how the next thing developed. We had everything happen tonight, LOL. From an Asian guy that looks like a kamikaze to a homeless guy out of his mind. By the way, only rock music for a couple of music. Too many nigs tonight. <sighs> now, let me, be, let me be clear on something. Let me, let me be clear on something because when this thing started to go down, when it, when it all started to like go crazy, one of the things that kept coming up, and, and I'm not, I can't allow the narrative to get switched, is Man, they against hip-hop music. They against this. Let me stop you right there. Like radio, like a club, to me, they're allowed to want any format of music they want. If they only want top played, if they only want rock music played, I am not mad at no business for how they want it to be. Because I also know this. Being a New Yorker, being a hip-hop kid at heart, the energy of hip-hop, sometimes it does bring, even what I might think, is the wrong crowd. And by the wrong crowd, I mean troublemakers. They not all black. They not all black either. But they know I'm saying. So. So let's be clear on that. I'm not against no club saying we don't want to play hip hop music. I don't give a damn. I just won't go there. If you don't want to play hip hop music and that's what I want to hear. I'm not going to your spot. I'm okay. If I can't twerk at your place, it's not for me. That's how I judge it. But go on. Boom. So. In my mind, I'm fighting with. What do you do here? But it's eating at me that. This is this is wrong. Like this is extremely yeah. wrong. We are building this man's business every day. And again, I'm not saying that the man doesn't work hard. His team doesn't work hard. I'm not saying that deep down it's not a it's not a good business with good service. And because I know people who've gone there and had plenty of fun that look like me. Even I've been there and had fun. So I'm not going to say that it's never been fun. But there is something to me systematically wrong with you being allowed to just consider consistently eat and emulate the culture while also in the back room shitting on the culture yeah i was gonna say hate it and while hating the culture so then from there Brittany, i decided i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about this and and i have to say this thank you 
thank people like Jason that we work with at Radio Influence. Thank people like Miguel, who's going to be our guest soon. Thank everybody who's been really super close to my life for, like, I could say the last 18 months. And I'm thanking you because you know the old me. The mm-hmm. old me would have been wanting to be at his door like, yo, let me holler at you for a second, homie. Let me know. Yo, you wrote this. But I said, no, that ain't the way to, to to approach it, because you know what? I don't want the message to get lost in the no, chaos. You would have been arrested in the backseat of a car on the way. So there, there you go. And boom, your whole message is gone. Exactly. So what I did was I tried to articulate a message across to him that said, look, man. And I wanted to tag him to let him know that I was talking to him. And that's what I did. And I was mm-hmm. basically like, yo, I want to know, you know, because basically I'm tired. And, and, and it went on the whole premise of what we talked about last week. I'm tired of our culture being emulated, but you making yep. me feel like you making me feel like I'm trash. But you but you walk away and emulate my whole culture. I'm tired of you. Like, you know, you taking the ideas that we come up with and you want to give me two, three hundred dollars. But you want to walk in the back room and make it tw- make twenty thousand off of the idea. I'm, just tired of all of, I'm tired of all of that. Right. And I'm also tired of like. Us supporting your business at every turn, even when you give us the off night like Sunday or Tuesday. And I'm talking about the nightclub business now. But while you're also think that I don't realize that you're raising the prices that you're, you're, you're charging me for things that you don't charge other other nationalities for. Parking is higher. You know, I, I, I know all these things because I'm in the game. I you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But, right. Yeah. Like those. Yeah. Those things happen. But again, maybe I'm different because I just don't support them. I don't know yeah. if maybe, maybe, maybe at this point I should start like highlighting, like, this is the price on Tuesday. This is the price on a night that, that is, or maybe I should do that. I don't know. But what I don't do is I just don't support those kind of things. That's mm-hmm. just how I've been taught. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that my way is the only way. I just don't support those kind of things. Right, right. But when I let the messages go, I let the messages go. And again, what I invited him to, because I didn't want to like, you know, I, I didn't even call him a racist, even though to me, clearly he was. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't want to go on a public forum and just immediately jump in and go, you're a damn racist. So I was like, dude, I want to know why you think it's okay, though, to emulate the culture, to eat off of us. But while in the same breath, you turn right around and these are the kind of messages you send. These are the kind of messages that you send. And I and I sent him the message. And and from then, it's kind of taken its course. And, and Jason, well, did he could, respond? Oh, sorry. Go wait, on. Yeah. What I, what I want to do right here is, Jason, um. Is there a way, and, and, and shout out to Jason from Radio Influence for rocking with us. Jason, is there a way now that we can kind of see if we can get Miguel on the line? I'd like to bring him into, because this is probably where the world got into the story right here, Brittany. You know what I'm saying? Because right here is where, when I let the messages go, and, and, and um, you know, like I, I let the messages go, and, and you... I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm no, sorry. that's okay. What I also wanted to ask you is that you say you let the messages go. That's when you posted them on Facebook or you, yeah, yeah that was the post to Facebook. Yeah. Right? When I, well, yeah. When I was supposed to Facebook and again, I, I presented it as such of like, dude, I, I would like to have a conversation with you on any, let's plat- talk about it. Yeah, like, like what makes you think that this is okay? Like on any platform, whether it be, um, Facebook live, Instagram live, um, a uh, fireside chat, fireside chat at your club. I don't, I didn't care what it was. Uh-huh. I, it was time for a conversation to me. You understand what I'm saying? Like it right. was really time for a conversation to me. Right. And in his defense though, he immediately called me. He immediately called me. Like he called me like, and I heard from this dude like in a year and a half, easy. He didn't <laughs> even call me on the, like I said, on the time that stuff <laughs> happened at, at his club when he hit coup and told coup, let's just go with you and franchise. He didn't even call me then. But immediately right now, mm-hmm. he called me. I had mm-hmm. tagged him, whatever. 
He tagged me. He called me and he texted me. Now, did you pick up or did you let her in? You were like, I'm gonna let you sweat. No, part of of this is real and part of this is me being facetious. (laughs) I I didn't see the call at first. Uh-huh, because I was, uh-huh. I was at the dealership in the morning. I was at, I let it go from the dealership. I was getting my car serviced. So I let it go from the dealership. I'm getting my car serviced. So I missed the call because I was probably talking to the guy about my car, what's going on or whatever. But mm-hmm. when I got in my car on my way to my dental appointment, I saw the text. And the text said, Eakin, this is Franco. Call me, please. I've never seen these messages before in my life. And as I'm driving, I was like, I'm not going to respond. I want to talk to him on the platform. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And so I felt good because I was like, well, my reason will be I'm not going to text and drive. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly, I respect. I, that's yep. That's like one of my top three things as um, my run for president. Right. So, so I, didn't text, and I, didn't, I didn't text and drive. And Jason, you can shout in at any moment. Is, is Miguel on the line yet or do we have him yet? I'm here. Okay, hey, Miguel. Miguel. <laughs> Miguel. Hello. Miguel, Brittany and I are on the line right now, and Brittany hasn't heard this whole story. So where I'm at right now, Miguel, is after I first dropped the first text about Franklin Manor on Facebook, um, the one where I was like the racist stuff and going back and forth. I'm guessing this might be the time of you were probably doing your morning show. So let me I'm going to get to the part with her to tell her how my response went to him when I got to the dentist. And then I want to start having more of a conversation with you, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Okay. Is that okay? Okay. So Brittany and Miguel, I'm I'm driving across the causeway and I'm on my way to the dentist. Now I am thinking the whole time he did call me, he did text me. And I, and I, and I appreciate that and respect that because you hit me back. You're wanting to talk. You're wanting to talk. And that's what I asked you. I said, I want to have an open dialogue. When I get to the dentist, I open up and I see all these comments. Now everybody's in it. Everybody's in it. Everybody's in it. The city of Tampa is now in it. And I get it. I let a, I let a pretty alarming screenshot go of, you know, you using a racial slur about the, the African-American population here. And we know that we clearly are 65 to 70 percent of your business, mm-hmm. 60 to 70 percent of your business. So I said, OK, his response to me was was I'm waiting. He was pretty much because other people were talking to him and he was like, I'm waiting, you know, and, and knowing him like I do or knowing about him. He's kind of a boisterous dude. And, I, and to me, I'm thinking in his mind, he's like. Well, I did call Eakin. I did text Eakin. I'm waiting. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So what I did was I said, look, man, okay, cool. I apologize first, Brittany. This is why I got to thank people like you. Miguel, you weren't on the, on the line a second ago, but I'm also thanking you. Again, I'm thanking Jason because people like you have helped me go, you know what? Don't lose your message by getting crazy. Talk, keep talking mm-hmm. in a civil in a civil tone so that your message does not get lost. And all I said to him, Brittany, right. was this. I said, my apologies. I was driving. I appreciate you did hit me back like you said, and I appreciate that. Now that we're here, though, I do still want to have that conversation with you, but I do think it's clear we should remain transparent. Mm-hmm. You said that you hadn't seen that other message, but have you seen this one? And boom, I gave him another one. Oof. Because, Oof. Because, because when I first told them, when Oof. I first sent the messages out, Brittany, I said to him, because he's got a lot of supporters. And again, he's made a lot of people some money in this city. So I, I knew that the pedestal thing would go. I told them, I said, look, understand this. I don't do this. I don't Photoshop. I don't do this. So right. if I'm here, I'm really I really mean to be here. So understand this is not going to be the only message I have if you come out here defending him. And that's where and then it went. It went. 
he closed down his Facebook, he closed down his Instagram, and from there, Brittany, it's everything you've seen in the news. It's it's what? It's, he it's, ran uh, away. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's the uh. The girl from the porn girl has come out now. There's there's rumors of, and again, I don't know all these things. Again, it's not my argument, and Miguel can probably speak because because Miguel, being the median, I'm sure he's been following it with the morning show on Hot 101.5. Like there's been there's rumors of uh there's rumors of rape. There's rumors of sex trafficking. There's oh there's 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 rumors of, of of there's rumors of roofing girls. There's the FBI is involved now, Brittany. There's also we go back to the you know the initial text that he shot about kill them all. There's been a bunch, and what it's resulted in is. At first, like I said, the uh, the partner that was a celebrity chef. At first, they said he was going to step down. That was the first thing. The official announcement came that he was stepping. He down. He wasn't fired. He was just stepping he down. Was stepping, okay. he was stepping down from his role in his in his company. He was stepping down, and then it went to and Miguel. You can correct me if I'm wrong. The celebrity chef came out with a with a with a with a statement and said he was severing ties with them completely, and his company was yes. now going to take over the daily operations of running everything because they had been kind of also playing not only as partners but playing the day-to-day management group of all the operations. Mm-hmm. And then right. we got a message that said that the, uh, the, the celebrity chef said, I'm done with everything, period. Not only am I not doing business yeah. with them, I'm done doing business in all those places, period. And since then, and that was every, because of this, right? It's Obviously, all been, right? It's all been a, oh, yeah. it's all been a continuous flow of wow. all of this. And at this point, I want to welcome Miguel here, my guy, Miguel from the Miguel and Holly Show, Hot 101.5 Morning Host. And I'm sure I, I didn't, I know you didn't need an introduction, Miguel, but I figured it was only right I give you one. As a matter of fact, I don't even know how Britney's doing you a disservice. We should be giving you a round of applause for your first time on our podcast. <laughs> Oh, um, thank you for having me on. I love seeing that the advertisements for it on uh, your Instagram and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, look at they know what they're talking about. They're getting that. Don't I look so cute? Oh, oh my, my god, that, that is that is not what Miguel said. <laughs> that is not what he was talking about. That's what I heard. <laughs> Miguel, no, um, Miguel, can I can I get like can I get um one word on how how you're feeling this week with everything that's going on? I mean, I mean we can. Wherever you want to go with this conversation, I mean, because I know you got you you've got thoughts on this as well. But before we even go any any of that, how are you just like feeling as a whole, like overall? Hurt. That would be the one word from my perspective um, of what I've been feeling this week. Uh, because I mean, I literally, like you said, I, we were doing the show, and all of a sudden we were. I, I looked down and. I have like 30 Instagram messages, Facebook messages, text messages from friends. I mean, it was just, I was like, whoa. And I think the reason why the word I want to use is hurt is because the first messages that people were sending me was, oh my God, I can't believe you all work with someone like this. Oh my God, I can't believe y'all promoted someone like this. And I was like, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right. And then as I started digging into it, I, my, my mouth was just wide open of shock. I was just so shocked and hurt that someone that, that we worked with who I've, you know, just I, I always had such glowing things to say. Right. That that just the, the, the text message that you showed and then the comment that was left on social media that started this whole thing. It was just like, just on top of everything we're dealing with, it was just like another gut punch. Right. Yeah, and 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 um, 
I, I have to admit to you, like I had a talk with someone yesterday. When I when I let that go, right, like it again, there wasn't a, a, a bone in my body that was saying like it, and, and here's the thing, too. People people asked me, they were like, well, what was your motivation? What was your motive? Like people were like, we should cancel him. I people people right. know me. Right. But people know me like I have never I've ne- I'm not a champion of cancel culture because I feel like this. If you've made a mistake right. in 2006, you probably have been through a lot of changes since then. I'm 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 a fan of change behavior. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? If, if you've got change right. behavior and it's for the better, why would I cancel you for a mistake that you made in 2006? We've all done. We've all Absolutely. made dumb mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So people are like, "Are you do mm-hmm. did he do something to you?" Franco didn't owe me no money. Franco ain't never slept with none of no girl that I dealt with. I had none of that. It simply to me was wrong. It was wrong on so many right. levels. It, and and the main level it being wrong is as a as a as a black dude, knowing how much that I watched right. brothers put money into that club and yeah. just seeing how, how he was talking about us. Like like literally, I felt like he was saying these things like as as some brothers walk by. Right. That's literally how right. I felt. Right. And, that, now, and that was why I let it go. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, and I, I think like why it just really it was such a gut punch is you know as a gay black man on the radio like i have put my neck on the line for myself by being open about who i am what causes that i choose to invest in and put money in and the fact that you know we were so tied closely together because i love their story like when the first event we ever did with Franco and Dave at Franklin Manor, like three years ago, maybe I was like, I was just, I remember being so impressed because through the years of me being in radio, I always say that usually I'm painting with a broad, broad brush. And I'm not talking about anyone in Tampa, but in my previous uh, markets I've been in club owners and weight loss uh, people who own are usually the most difficult to deal with. Um, and these were the first people that weren't, they were so nice. They were humble. Their story about, you know, being party promoters and building it from the ground up. No one handed them anything. And I was like, those are the people that I want to be tied to. I love, you know, promoting those type of people. And they were so generous with us. And I felt like Holly and I were always kind of like the not cool kids in, in the room. And so when you have like what seemed like the two cool kids say, hey, we want you to be tied with our brand. It was like, oh, my God, we made it in Tampa as a morning show. We're like sitting at the cool kids table. Right. And to then spend the next two years hosting our biggest events that we've you know, grown from scratch to have all types of people come out to meet us every weekend um, to have my gay friends come out, to bring my mom there, and to then all of a sudden have all this come out, it was right. just like, you've like tarnished my brand in a way. Because mm-hmm. I had obviously, I had no clue that any of this was going on. And right. it's just so upsetting. And then on top of that, the, the, the people that work there that we got to know through our weekly events, I, my heart goes out to them because you know, literally, we didn't see Dave and Franco very often when we were doing our Friday night events there. Right. And so, you know, I I never hung out with them. It was always a, hey, how's it doing? How are things going? Great, great. That's it. But the other people that worked there that we saw, I just feel so bad for them because that was supposed to be their family. And now they got nothing. Nothing. Right. Yeah. It, it, and it's it just was... like screwing over all these people. Yeah. And, and, 
and something else that something else that happened to me in this whole thing, and I had this conversation yesterday. I got a call yesterday. Is when I let those messages go, Miguel. I I never even thought that you guys would be caught like a casualty like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I I never even. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? I never because again, my motive right. wasn't to my motive wasn't to cancel him. But I but but again, I when I was talking to someone yesterday, and and it was brought to my attention of how much that you guys actually caught. That kind of hit me a little bit because I because how close that you and I are like we talk a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like I don't think people understand. Mm-hmm. Like like I've had like some really candid talks with you about advice for radio. You know things that we go through. The fact that we both look alike in radio. We've been, we we're on top forty station. Those all those kind of things. And, and that kind of I was like, damn. I like I, I never even thought of that part. I'm not saying I would have changed anything, but I just never thought. I right. never, you know you you're like you you you're like. I didn't. I didn't even think that this person would be in. Like it was the first. Would be thing affected. My mind. You didn't think right. that he would even be in like affected at all right. by it. But I would even think right. that Miguel's like, yeah, happy that you did because it's like at the end of the day, he doesn't want to support and be connected to that either. You know? Absolutely, absolutely, Brittany, and, and and that's why like it was it was painful. And here's the positive thing that came out of that is one, the truth is out. Two. Right. We mm-hmm. will no longer be supporting people and putting money in the pockets and sending them money of yeah. people that clearly, like, who knows, me, you know, when I left or when I wasn't there, you know, who knows? Like, maybe they were making fun of us the whole time. I don't know. But thirdly, I think one of the things that one of um, our listeners messaged me because, like, I was just bombarded by, like, Thursday I had probably over a hundred messages of people being like, did you see this? Did you see this? Did you see this? And I was like, I can't respond to every person. So I just put up a post and I was like, literally with everything going on in the world, I cannot mentally respond to everyone because that's one of my things I pride myself on is I spend about two, three hours a day just responding to every single person that messages us on Facebook or Instagram. And I was like, I can't, I can't. So I put up a message saying, Here's the story from FLA. We got it. it I, I'm sickened by it. And a listener was like, I'm so sorry. I hope it didn't come off that I was accusing you. He was like, we just think of you as family. And we were so sickened that people would associate you with them. We just wanted you to know and make sure that you were okay. And so that's why everybody's reaching out to you. Right. So once I kind of took a step back and I saw, because I always like to take a look at what's the positive from a situation, that that was the positive. That oh, so many people were like, oh my God, how are Miguel and Holly? Are they okay in all of this craziness? Are they okay? Right. And two, three, I think it also shows the power of radio. If I'm going to put in a plug for what we do, <laughs> is that we were able to promote them so well and we tied ourselves so so closely with them. So that was the first thing that people thought of or some people thought of when they saw that happen. Right. Right. Yeah, because I, I went and I and I fought with this thing too, Miguel. Like I was like, my issue became, you know, there's no like and you 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 you've been in corporate before. You don't know everything that's going on in a manager's meeting. You just don't. So I didn't expect that everyone knew. I did not think for once that every bartender might have been in a meeting with him. But something about about it when I started saw seeing people just, you know, walk away, cut ties, I was like, somebody else has to know though. This dude is talking too freely. He has to have said this in front of other yeah. people. You know what I'm saying? And and right. and and, right. and and like I said again, my intent, and I made this clear, like people were asking me, people call me and they, I got the messages like you did. 
it wasn't a cancel culture thing to me. It was just like, this is wrong. You should know about it. You know, you should know about it. You know, and I wanted to get him on a platform to talk to him. I wanted to talk to him more than anything else, I think, just to just to be able to like, bro, like I wanted to Oprah him. Like I really wanted to be like, dude, these are the hard questions that I need you to explain to us right now. Right. Right. Yeah, you know? I mean, and I, I think that if in a in a somewhat perfect world, if the comments in that text would have been it and we could have had an open conversation about why you feel that way like why do you feel so free why do you feel like you are free to just use those words like that because i'm like you and and maybe this is will be like my biggest human flaw at the end of the day when when i leave this earth is that i always believe in forgiveness i believe in redemption I believe that people can change, mm-hmm. especially when it hits them in the bottom line, because then they realize, you know, that you're not invincible. Yeah. Right. But then when all the other stories that I, I'm not speaking on because those are alleged, no one right. Alleged, right. right. Alleged I don't know stories. any of that other stuff, but we now have a precedent with the Me Too movement that when you get that first, that first little dam breaks, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's like Hoover Dam opens up. So yep. I'm not saying if anything is true or right, but exactly. we saw this happen so many times when the Me Too movement started. Mm-hmm. But that's what makes it sad is that can this person be redeemed? Are they too far gone? Because if any of this stuff is true, this is a sinister person we're dealing with. If it is true, I don't know right. that. Right. Right. But but I think I think it's good that I think it's good though that that the one thing that we we say too is that you have to me I like I I love the fact that you said like give people if 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 there's a second chance to be given you want to give it to them but and I'm also a big fan of they also have to want that second chance and but really not just talk me to death you know what I'm saying like you got to really show action and you don't even owe it to to me right. personally like I don't you have to be like well Ethan this is what I'm doing I don't care about that change behavior is what I deal with you know what I'm saying like and it, I'm not saying right. just show me like really just change really actually change your behavior but here's the thing what I think right. is the issue with all of this and even on a bigger picture is like taking accountability you know what I'm saying acknowledging that you mm. even messed up. People do not like that. That right there, getting past that is how I feel like we can get towards some, you know, some sort of unity. And that is just like, look, when when you mess up, yeah, of course, we want you to do better. But acknowledge that you messed up. Let's start there. And him running away, him just disappearing, that's not okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, be accountable for your actions. If you really want to change, if you really want to grow from it, let's let's do. We're here. Don't run from it now. You know. So right, right. Go ahead, Miguel. Oh, I do think that this is uh, a lesson, an example of when people get upset whenever us Black people say you are appropriating our culture. And people are like, well, what do you mean? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. This is someone who obviously felt comfortable enough to just freely use the N word to use the F word in a text message. But mm-hmm. like, to me, I always, I always think like what else was said? Because right. clearly that wasn't the first time that was used. Right. So right. if you are one of those people that are like, well, I've got black friends or I grew up around black people and I can use that word. 
no, you can't. No, no, no you, you cannot. Can't. Let this be the lesson. And now people are actually understanding why. They're watching the documentaries. They're reading the books. They're actually listening to understand why it's so painful. Why? Yes, it is just a word, just like the word cat or street. But the power that it packs behind it, when you use that and you, you arm it like that, it mm-hmm. can be so detrimental. And that doesn't mean that we're just, oh, we're comfortable, we're friends. That means something when you say it, even if you think we're just friends. So that needs to be a lesson that people take away from this experience. And I tell people too, people, because I've, I've had a couple people go, I, I don't know if I've ever heard him use the hard ER. That, that don't make a difference to me. Like, it, I, 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 like let's be clear on that. Mm-hmm. That don't make a difference to me. Miguel, I want to get, get your take on this because this to me is a whole nother flip side to this. And Brittany and I were talking about this before we got you on the phone. Me, in my opinion, think that we also have an obligation too as as black people right that when these things happen in front of us right like 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 perfectly perfect perfect example long time ago when i first really started being in tampa i was seeing a girl that was not black and we're talking one day and she just like yeah you know my n-word and i'm like whoa 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 she, and, and, and she was like she was like what i was like what make you think that's okay and she was like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, had to go back to what you said. She was like, I say that all the time. I say, no, 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 no. That, that, <laughs> about, Brittany, that look on your face right now that Miguel can't see, that was about the look on her face. And I'm like, really? I just, She's confused. I just, yeah, like, I just, Miguel, I feel like, and you can you can tell me if I'm, if I'm too far here. I feel like we also, too, as black people, African-Americans, we have an obligation to stop someone when it happens too. Like if we're right there and someone is in conversation, they think that it's okay. I think that we have an obligation to let them know that it's not okay right there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've actually had that conversation with some friends in the past where that word was said and I was like, all right, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in this moment right now. I'm going to let it slide because I don't want it to be confrontational right. in that moment. And, yeah. so, and, and, and some people will say that that's flawed thinking. I get it. But that's just not my personality. Because mm-hmm. to me, I don't, uh, people don't learn, not all, most people, from embarrassment. I feel like because as adults, we just get defensive. Yeah. But right. the next day that's when true. it was one-on-one and I was like, hey, I need you to understand that when you said that word and it was in a group setting, you might as well have just kicked me in my balls. And you might as well just said, Hey, all the success you've had in your life, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you're an N-word. Like that was just so undressing and so off-putting. I was not right for the rest of the night. So I need you to, I need you to really understand why that word is inappropriate and why you should never say that. Because I don't want to just like, slap you or, 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 you know, argue with you or be like, oh, don't do that. Ah, And then we all laugh about it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I want you to understand in your soul why that was so hurtful and why I may not be able to look at you the same way after that. Right. And they were like, got it. Got it. I'm so sorry. I will never do it again. You have to do that. So people don't feel comfortable because someone at some point should have told him that mm-hmm. you don't do that. You right. don't do that. 
Not right. in private, not in public, not on text message. You just don't think you don't say it. Don't do it. I just I, feel like it like I don't use that word and it has not brought me any problems. And I like to keep it that way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Under any circumstance, like there's just no reason for anyone who is non-black to use it. Do you do Brittany, have you ever though asked the have you ever have you ever and this is about as candid as I can be because we are, have you ever been around or do you have friends that be like, well, well, black people use it. Have oh, you ever had, have you, have you ever had know, that conversation? Honestly, it's both. I've had, I've had black people and non-black people say like, it's okay if we're friends, like in their circle, like it's okay. Or if it's in a song, I've heard, you right. know, some black people even say, yeah, it's fine. It's in the song. But to me, I'm just like, look, like I said, it doesn't, I, it doesn't bring me any goodness to say it. So right. I'm just, it's right. just no point in using it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't make my <laughs> life better. So why the hell do I need mm-hmm. to add that to my vocabulary? Especially at the expense of, of who it might offend. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, right. that's me right there. If you're considerate of other people, you just won't use it. But go on. That's how I feel. I am kind of thinking it's a it's an age thing too, though, because I'm what I what I will say is like, when I'm around like a younger audience and those those kids there, to me, and I don't know if even this is this is I just I say this. The kids are becoming so mixed up. You know what I'm saying? Like I like kids today. To me, it's like these kids really if 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 there was ever a time that the majority of the kids do not see color. I think today this this day and age is it. You understand what I'm saying? Like right. like all the cultures right. seem to be mixed every you know like yeah. when hip hop when yes. hip hop was first all these all these kids in the suburbs they couldn't get to hip hop they couldn't get to the culture they could hope to see a video right. they they could hope to watch rap city hope that MTV raps played something now it's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's all day every day you understand what i'm saying and right. and even some of the most successful people in rap or this hip hop culture are not black you understand what i'm saying so this like this younger culture is so mixed up in everything that I think that that's also a, it's an education too because I think even educating some of the younger the younger the younger black kids on like yo this is why this ain't cool bro like mm-hmm. like this is why it's not cool because like I've I've met a lot of them in conversations and like Miguel said I try to be way more open to conversation as as opposed to attacking it's like okay I want to hear like why you would do it you know what I'm saying and a lot of them is like to them it doesn't matter as much because they haven't gone through the history or they don't they haven't gotten the story yeah. from their grandparents about how we got here you know what i'm saying or they you know and maybe you know when uh-huh. they get to those stories they understand a little bit more but a lot of times when i've you know when i've been in these circles and, and this conversation comes up part of it is that they don't know the exact history you understand what i'm saying because they're getting their history from from you know from dmx a few years ago you know what i'm saying like they're not I didn't want to use Luda because I feel Luda is much more of a cleaner character. I just figured DMX was, was <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, I do, but, you know, but I just feel like they're getting their education from that. And, you know, the culture, like a lot of these kids, I feel are being raised on on hip hop and pop culture. They're not being raised like we 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 sat down and talked to our grandparents. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them is like in the club and their grandma might be in the room with them. You know what I'm saying? That's I, I, for real. I don't I don't want no parts of that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. Miguel, the the rot the 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 uh have you have you uh have you gone to any any protest or have you participated in any protests? I know you like super by the time you do morning shows and that sort of thing, I know you kind of know what's going on, but have you what are your thoughts? I, uh, on, I, I could say. Um, you know, I, I really was feeling so much guilt. Um, about it last weekend and at the beginning of the week because I really wanted to go. But there's this little thing called COVID-19 that we're still dealing with. I know. Just, just, uh, and so 
um, I was feeling really guilty because at the radio station, um, they're only, well, as of like this past week, they did the first phase, but for the past three months, it's only right. been on air people in the studio. So a lot of radio stations and morning shows have been doing their show from home. Thankfully, right. they sanitize it so much. And we have all these uh, uh, procedures in place that we've been able to go in studio and maintain the integrity of the show, thankfully. Right. And so and then Holly, my co-host, she lives with her mom, who's in her 70s, who's had cancer twice. Oh. And so that's why I've been extra careful to gotcha. make sure that I don't get it, give it to Holly, who gives it to her mom. So I had to make the decision that, you know, I, I, I can't, I don't want to, because I don't then want to like get something, get COVID and then bring it into the studio. And right. thankfully yeah. I've seen a lot of uh, memes and, and posts and articles about the different ways that you can help the cause. Right. Gotcha. And so I feel like mine is the more educational route. And so I can use my platform on the radio on a top 40 station um, with majority white listeners and talk about my experience. Like this past Monday, um, literally without asking any, any higher ups, we dropped every feature. We didn't do Hollywood news blown off. We did nothing. All we did was open up the phone lines and talk to people in Tampa Bay. That's it. I mean, right. we had people that called in and that was like, you know, I love you, Miguel. I have black friends. But I really do think that all lives matter. Am I racist by saying I don't understand? And by taking those moments on the radio on a huge signal like 101.5 and saying, let me let you understand what it's like for me as a black man. Like you hear me every day and we have fun and we talk about fun stuff. But do you know that when I get into my car that took me a long time to buy that's expensive? When I go downtown to St. Pete and I park my car on Beach Drive to then rent one of those bikes, I know that look of the older white people sitting at a table looking at me thinking, did he fill that car? How did he get that car? I know that right. look. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I've been trained to know what that look is. And I smile. I make sure they see my key. They know that this <laughs> is my car, that they don't need to call the police. Right. You never have to think about that. I yeah. think about it every single day. When I walk into the grocery store, I don't put my hands in my pocket. When I lived in an apartment complex where the parking garage was there, I always jingled my keys loudly. So if you saw a black man coming around, you wouldn't get scared because it has happened. So these are things that we were able to talk about open and honestly. And we had so many listeners be like, oh my God, like, I, I didn't know that that was your experience. I didn't know. Now I understand why black lives matter. And right. so that's why for me, I was like, that's my role in the movement is to be able to spread the word on a mass platform and to hopefully just plant seeds for people to understand and to teach them a little bit something about the black experience. Yeah. It's, 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 and it's and it's really crazy. I tell people all the time if they only knew some of the little things that that we do in our mind. Right. That they would be like, you really do that. Like I, I like I literally run through a checklist. Like if, if a cop gets behind me, there's literally a checklist. I bet that almost every brother runs through to be like, OK, 
hands. Where should my, where should my hands be when he walks up to the car? Ten and two. Do I put them out of the window? Um, do I already have the window rolled down? Where's my ID and stuff already? So it's already out. Do I do that? Do I am I do I tell him he can't search my car? Where's this gonna? You're running through all these things in your mind about where a traffic stop could go, and guess what you might have got pulled over for because you rolled through a stop sign. But we literally run through all of those things. We run through all of those things. And it may not be the same for every black person or every, but I guarantee there's something that, and we're talking about a simple traffic stop. Like, like there was a guy literally like, like, you know, not long ago, he ran, he rolled through a stop sign. His grandmother had to come outside because he was literally laying in the yard, hands in the air, two guns drawn on him. And his grandmother was like, please don't kill my grandson in Texas. And he was terrified. Terrified. Oh, yeah. I mean, in that, uh, what, three or four years ago, I was driving uh, to the Panhandle, to Panama City, and it was late at night. I was in my little Scion I had at the time, and I, I, was, I was speeding because I, it was like one of those two-lane, like, woods on both sides. And I was like, I am not on a major highway. Like, I do not need to be here. And I right. was just trying to, like, boot scoot through there. And then I got pulled over. You would have thought that, like, there were five, you know, military people with bazookas at me. The way that I was shaking, I think the officer actually felt bad for me because all I could think of, I am in the panhandle, lower Alabama, basically. My cell phone doesn't work. It is dark at night. I don't know if this man doesn't like black people or not. I am scared for my life. And when I told my friends that, they were like, why were you so scared? Like, you you just, I mean, what? You would just ask maybe to get a warning. And I was like, see, there's the difference. That's when yeah. we say privilege. You yeah. wouldn't even be scared at that moment. You'd just be mad that you're going to get a ticket and yeah. that you might get points on your insurance. I mm-hmm. was afraid for my life. I was right. afraid that this man could shoot me. No one would ever know. And I would just be dead in my car right there in this you know, no name highway in the panhandle of Florida. That's the difference. Super, super difference. Miguel, um, yeah, like I I I'm I'm glad you came. I'm glad you uh you you know you you yes, blessed us with your presence you today. I, I, you. I really am. Um I told Brittany and I had a bet that you wouldn't show up because I was like, you know, that's not on you, Miguel. I was like, he's gonna be here. What you trying to say that I was like, my five dollars, I had it on you. (laughs) Hey, she she hurried up and jumped in so I couldn't throw her under the bus to take your side. Yeah, she's like, Miguel, I had my money on you. She wasn't gonna let me get that one off. um, Listen, now, if if you invite me to a party on a Friday night, there's about a 50 50 chance I won't show up because I will have (laughs) fell asleep by accident. But oh, I no, won't I answer my phone door. when you call. Uh, well, no, I, I, I will say that you you do you do respond and you you do answer my you do answer when I call you, man, and I and I appreciate that. Miguel, where can of course um give them some info on the show and where they can find you on social media. Absolutely, uh, you can listen to us Hot One Hundred One Five Monday through Friday. We're on from six a.m. till noon. We have a podcast that we do daily now since. Uh, the pandemic started. It's called Miguel and Holly Uncensored. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Just make sure to rate and subscribe. And you can follow me on Instagram at Miguel Fuller.
Oh, well, there you go, man. I appreciate you again, man. And um, hopefully next time we, we talk, it'll be like we'll, we'll we'll have happier. I mean, not this was a an enlightening conversation as it always is with you. But hopefully, like next time we're 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 talking about we're at like a club with masks on, six feet apart. Yeah. That <laughs> really is that is that your plan, Brittany? Is yeah. that your plan, Brittany? Is that yeah. your plan? Oh my I god! Just, I dance. <laughs> Next oh. time I'm coming on here, we're shooting rainbows and, and puppy dogs out. Oh, oh, wow. yes. <laughs> I, I appreciate you, man. Miguel Fuller, man. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. See you later. Yes, sir. Brittany. It's, it, yes. It's, it's, it's been a day, man. It's, Let me it's, say uh, this. You've been um, and oh, yeah, about this part. Uh, I did get a text. And I don't know why you're frozen for a second. Can you hear me? There, are, we, are we connected still? Can you hear me? Okay, I do hear you now. Are you back? Okay, you're back now. You're back now. Okay. Okay, you're back now. Um, yo, so I did get a text from uh, the former manager at Franklin Manor. He has decided not to join us today, which I respect. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, he um, – where he came in at was he um where he came in at was um back to that story of the Franklin Manor thing. He actually uh shot me a message on Facebook Messenger and he was like, Eakin, everything that you're saying is exactly, you know, what it is and um that they would be in meetings and Franco would, you know, would be saying saying the things that that, you know, that I thought he was that, you know, that we had him saying he would be saying those things in meetings or whatever. When he was he thought about coming on and and, and I get it, man. Like again, again, this this show, Brittany, and we, we both talk about this. It's never to put anyone's safety in jeopardy. It's never to put anyone to no. feel like, you know, they're in a position. And he, and he just was like, you know, he wasn't sure. He was just like, dude, like, you know, like, um, you know, could my safety be in jeopardy? And I was like, dude, I I honestly don't even know how to how to answer that. But I will say this. It's no pressure if you can't make it on. You know what I'm saying? And we're still going to be, you know, we're going to be cool. I just, um, I will say that, yeah, there is no pressure, but I do think that there needs to be acknowledgement and you got to just face up to your own wrongdoings. That's my advice is that, you know, look, you made a mistake. There's proof of it. Let's make it right. You know, and I I just hope that he finds a way to do that and, and to really change that mental, that mentality that he obviously has had and still has, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, and I, huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Go I ahead. just wanted to say um, I'm just proud of you for talking about it and speaking up, dude. And for like, you know, just talking about it. That's how we move forward. We can't pretend it doesn't exist. We can't pretend it's OK. We can't make excuses for people. We can't just look the other way. And that's what this is about right now. This whole movement is not looking away. It's here. Let's face it. Let's change it. And that's that's. That's where I'm at. That's how I feel like this is the only way this can be remedied. And we're, right. we just keep moving that way. So I'm proud of you, Ekin. You're helping I, with I, this I, wave of all of this, dude. And as a black man, for you, I'm just like, I'm happy for the black community that we're all banding together. Not only y'all are for yourselves, but a lot of us over here, too, are trying to, like, get in that huddle with you. and like, yes, let's go. Let's do this. Let's get them some equality. Let's, you know, get back to where it's a, well, not back. I'm sorry. But go to a place where we need to be, where we should have been. And, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, because I, w- I want some of these privileges, Brittany. That's all I'm saying. Did I lose you? Did you freeze again on me? I want some Damn of these privileges. Can you see me? Okay. I see oh. you now. I, I, is there, you think there's ever going to be a way for me to get some of these privileges? You know the privileges that you get. I think that what wait what's the privilege that I get? Are you talking about like because of my free, skin color or what? I mean, like you you get in clubs free before eleven, ladies drink free before twelve. I don't get none of those uh, privileges. 
well, may buy you some boobs and maybe you will get in for free. Whoa, whoa, and whoa. What? Whoa, whoa, and whoa. <laughs> I'm saying, being a female, you get in for free a lot of places and you don't have to pay for your drinks or dinners. You know, that, that, that might be the next set say uh that might be the next issue of equality that I start that I start. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's not focus on that. Let's not focus yeah. on that. <laughs> that might be the next quality. Hey, look, man. Um, um, can I want to address something else too? Um, we've talked about this before, and before we go, um, I shouldn't have to say this, but I, but I want to keep, I want to keep reiterating this message. When we say that Black Lives Matter, we're not saying that other lives matter. We're not even saying that our lives matter more than anyone else's. Mm-hmm. We just want everyone to understand and start acting like. Our lives actually matter. You yes. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I, and, and that that that's exact. That's that's what we want right there. If you if you ask me what I want, I don't I don't even care if you never use the hashtag again. I don't. Just start treating me like my life actually matters, and right. that will be. You never have to make a. You never have to make another BLM hashtag BLM hashtag Black Lives Matter post again in your life. If you just look in the mirror and when you decide to start your day, you start acting like. Everybody's life matters, including mine's. Mm-hmm. That and and that's it for me, man. Like I don't I don't think we should have to keep saying that, you know. Like why Black Lives Matter? Look, man. If there's a house on fire, I do not shoot water on the ho- every house in the neighborhood because exactly. this is the house right now that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You're right. Amen. You know. So, um, I appreciate you, Brittany. Um. Let's give everybody your 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 updated contact information because for some reason you you figured that you know you needed you needed updated contact information on Instagram or wherever. Well, I'm just saying you can follow me at brunch with Brittany. Brunch with Brittany. Follow me. Talk to me. Send me memes. Brittany, are you are you having a lot of lunches? I mean, is that why? Are you having a lot of brunches? Is that that was that the. I'm a brunch girl. I'm a brunch all day, brunch life. I just feel like it's a fun environment. Who doesn't want a brunch? You ever had a bad time at brunch? Only if you got too lit. And that's your own fault. You see? (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't brunch's fault. It was your fault. So, yes. Brunch with me. Uh, DJ, you can across all the socials, man. Shouts out to Radio Influence for always rocking with us. And please, don't forget... um, Rate us, download us, subscribe, all that good stuff to the DJ Aiken podcast. And we're like everywhere now. It's like Apple, Google, Spotify, like all those places, all those cool places that you look for your podcast action. Um, you can find us there. Um, yeah. So, Brittany, um, as always, um, I guess brunch soon. Maybe we should do a podcast like a, like a brunch podcast one time. I'm down. Let's do it. I'll bring some mimosas. I got a new mimosa recipe I'll, I'll bring next time. What does that mimosa recipe have in it, Brittany? Tequila. Brittany, that doesn't even sound mimosa worthy. Aren't you messing up a mimosa if you add tequila? <laughs> All I'm saying is it's a stronger mimosa. Did I mean, I not... What are the, yeah. basics of, the basics of mimosa are what? Orange juice and... And sh- champagne. And where does, how does the tequila fit in? How much tequila? How does, it, how does it work? You just, whatever you feel like. I mean, don't complicate Brittany. it. So it's not like a shot of tequila. It's not a shot before. It's not like a shot. Pour it in there. Whatever fits in the glass. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to go on that note, man. Uh, we will see you soon. The DJ Eakin Podcast with uh, Miss Brittany Gonzalez. All right. I am DJ Eakin. 
And uh, Brittany, we're gone. Okay, bye. This is an Ian Beckles flavor in your ear quick fix on Radio Influence. You have to be able to see what's happening. You have to be able to see the division. If you don't, then you're part of the problem. Okay? And the problem with this is the narrative always goes to the flag and American. And and it goes away from racial injustice. It goes away from racial injustice all the time. You go back to the Colin Kaepernick thing. That was never about racial injustice. Never. That was about dissing the police. And that was about dissing the flag and dissing military. When Colin Kaepernick, when you listen to him, was all about what I just said. It was all about the police, all about the, the military. And people couldn't get off of that. And, it, and the narrative got, completely got away from racial injustice. Do you know that a cop in Sarasota on June 1st, which was about four days ago, on June 1st was on tape with his knee on a black man's neck, okay? In Sarasota, on June 1st, in the midst of this stuff, we have to put our foot down and make the laws black and white. The laws are to the point now where a cop could do whatever the hell they want to do and get away with it, for the most part. Okay? If there wasn't a video, those ass clowns over there would have got away with it, 100%. We got to make it to a point where a pop shouldn't put his knee on a black man's neck. Or not shouldn't, can't. You can find Ian Beckles' Flavor in Your Ear on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and RadioInfluence.com.